Catching you up on everything. Nixian and a blunt worth of time. Dougie Fresh. What's good? Willis Reed. Patrick Ewing. Norvell Pell. You're. Yo, that's what you come here for, that hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. <laughs> yes. D-Boy, bring us back to Earth. You're so it's looking like on Monday the two future possible point guards of the Knicks are playing each other in the national championship game. What's good, Jalen Suggs? What's good, Davion Mitchell? I'm a Davion head. We actually have a realistic chance of drafting him, maybe. You're he gets my two thumbs up of I don't know what I'm talking about approval because I'm sad, Monty. Final score, New York 125. Is this a misprint? Detroit 81. That's 44 points if I do my math right. Schmacked him. Walt suit was a tame tan today. Nothing like a bottom rung team to get your groove back, baby. We're gonna get into quick hits. Quick hits. The sixth biggest victory in Knicks history. Let's give out some flowers. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Julius Randall. The tenth such award the Knicks Bait Podcast has bestowed upon him this season. He scored 20 points in the first quarter alone and ended the game with five threes. The fourth time this season he has had five or more. Fluke. The Dikembe Mutombo finger wag salute goes to Norvell Pell. Yeah! Who swatted Isaiah Stewart twice in garbage time immediately after dislocating his finger. The Orvel Redenbacher microwave scorer of the game goes to Kevin Knox III, who hit three threes in the final three minutes of action after sitting the entire game. We love you, Kevin. We love you, Blockhead. The box score beauty pageant blue ribbon goes to Reginald Rydell Bullock. The vet from Charm City went six of 10 from deep on an efficient eight of 12 night, scored 22 and was a team high plus 27. Rydell. And the sad stat of the game, Mitchell Robinson has now missed 40% of Knicks games this year due to injury. This day in said Knicks history, April 3rd, 2016, Indiana 92, New York 87. Carmelo Anthony would not dress, and the Pacers played dress-up in their Hickory High unis. Playoff P would have to ice his ankle into the fourth, but still managed 29 in what would turn out to be the winning shot. Sasha Vujicic scored a team-high 21, and Aaron Aflalo dropped 13 of his 15 in the fourth quarter with a questionable out-of-bounds call, negating what could have been a much more thrilling loss. Now Peyton into the corner for the former Piston Bullock. He nails a three and the Knicks lead 11-0. As Randall gets the roll and will head to the line. Mike Joseph trying to deny him the basket, but Randall flips it with the right hand against the Fatunas bounce. Final game against the AAU squad that call themselves the Pistons. Guys like Reggie Bullock and Alfred Payton had themselves a game. Julius did what Julius has done all year, and because of the play of the veteran role players, the Knicks won by 44. 
Maybe the greatest accomplishment Tibbs has had this year is consistently beating the teams we are supposed to beat. And a big part of that is what he has gotten out of the older guys on the team. So, if the organization is content doubling up on Randall and building off of the success of this year, who are the glue guy veterans that you want to see in the blue and orange next year? Yo, all love to Reggie Bullock. Don't want to see him here again. If I see Alfred Payton in the blue and orange, I might just become a hockey fan, you know, just give up on basketball altogether. But to be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing Alec Burks back at a reasonable price. He seems to be a glue guy. You get him off the bench. He's a microwave scorer. He can handle the ball, a little backup point guard. He's versatile. One player that I definitely want to keep around. I disagree with you on Reggie Bullock. I think the night he had tonight going eight of 12, he was shooting the lights out tonight. Some nights you get that Reggie Bullock, some nights you get a different Reggie Bullock, but you always get the defense from him. So the thing that we have to consider tonight is that the Knicks have $15 million of James Dolan's money just sitting around like 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 ducktails when the guy when Truth. Scrooge McDuck slides down the thing into a pool of gold coins. So we got to spend that money wisely, but we can't let other teams fool us into thinking guys like Reggie Bullock, guys like Peyton, who I swear to God, if we bring back, I'm done are worth real serious investment. That's the key. If we can keep them at a similar price tag, Bullock and Burke specifically, as to what we have them now, why the hell not bring them back? The only investments we should be making are towards the players that help the development of the young guys that are the future of this team. The first guy I want to highlight is Taj Gibson, the hometown hero. Taj makes players around him better. And the young guys on the team really respond to his veteran presence. And the other one who's a surprise for me is Derek Rose. He's been a great influence on Emmanuel quickly. When they're together and they're both playing well, we are one of the better second units in the entire league. Yes, I agree. If Derrick Rose would agree to an amenable contract, having him in and Taj, having him in the house as kind of like, you know, a secure veteran presence to teach up our young guys would be fantastic. But we need to make some upgrades, man especially at the wing. We got guys like Jalen Brunson and Gary Trent Jr. that might be out there in free agency, although I wouldn't be surprised if both of them got read up. Where are we going? Brunson is a, is a strong contender to be on the Knicks next year. He's got multiple ties, both to Tibbs and the Knicks organization, and I really wouldn't be surprised if he's lacing up in the blue and orange. Are we fitting all of these players around a re-up with Julius Randle? If that investment is there, then we kind of need to wedge players in between Randle and RJ that can shoot. We started the season out saying we need shooters. We're halfway through. We're further than halfway through the season, and we need shooters. Emmanuel quickly, I think, is going to take a big step, even though you guys know I have my issues with the way that he plays and the ways that he tries to go through every single decision he could possibly make with the ball before making a play. I think he's going to end up being a big shooter for us in the long run. Maybe guys like Burks and Bullock can fill out the wings, you know, in that interim period. But I have my questions with Julius Randle. Where do we value him? How do we see him? Yes, I think you pick up the option because... For a guy of his level of production, we said it night in and night out, it's worth it to pick up that option for less than 20 mil. But going forward, I have my questions. I mean, we're we're destroying, as D-Boy said, an AAU squad in the Pistons, and the guy picks up a technical foul when we're up by 20 because he can't control himself. These are not the qualities of a leader. 
It's not like a fire your bench up kind of tech. That was a foolish tech. That was a free point given away to a shitty team. And these are the kinds of things that have led us to some of the tough losses that we've experienced in the past few games. So how we structure the team is extremely, extremely important around Randall's future deal and or extension. Welcome to the dark side, Dougie. We all see it coming. We know that we're not winning a chip with Julius Randle. The real question is, how can we leverage him? How can we play this out to best serve our team, best serve the culture, and best serve the future development of the guys who will be here five, 10 years down the line? The last thing I want with Randle is one of those sentimental Knicks overpays because he played really well and he showed us that he has a lot, a lot of heart and grit, which I wanna give him credit for. We can't have a sentimental overpay. We need to continue to be strategic and try to upgrade the entire picture. Roll that, light that, smoke that. It's time for Blantar. As we enter into the nether region of the season, you begin to appreciate the undervalued aspects of a roster. One of those is a guy like Taj Gibson. When you wear number 67 to represent your public school in Brooklyn growing up, shouts out to Fort Greene, you're a different type of player. A Tibbs OG, a warrior, ready to show up with your hard hat, your lunch pail, your pickaxe, and whatever other things people who work hard show up with. Screen assist, defense, boxing out, fundamentals, shaving your head, calling younger players young blood. That's what he does, and we can all appreciate Taj Gibson. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and always remember, the Knicks still remain only five and a half games up from missing the playoffs completely.